A Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, episode 215. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, where psychology and business sit down to chat. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, licensed psychologist, speaker, executive coach, and consultant to entrepreneurs, leadership, and their companies. I believe psychology is the key to adapting and thriving both personally and in business. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for people searching for deeper conversation, deeper insight, and deeper research on psychology and business, where weekly conversations and content spark rare and profound insight, inspiring new awareness, new analysis, and new action. It is my mission to unlock the role of psychology inside every human touchpoint in business, all aimed at simplifying and harnessing psychology principles, skills, and strategies you can learn and apply so you and your business continue to grow and thrive. Grab a proverbial seat and tune in for insightful interviews, scientific research, psychology-based frameworks and reflections, and answers to thought-provoking questions so you can learn and leverage psychology for yourself and your business. Welcome to Topic Tuesday with Dr. Yishai. Last week on the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, I had John Robertson, workforce wellness expert, culture alignment specialist, speaker, leadership development trainer, founder and president of Fort Log Services, Inc., and author of Run Toward the Roar, Transform Crisis and Change into the Opportunity to Thrive. Our Insight Sunday conversation was so meaty, I just had to share it all with you, which is why I divided our conversation into a two-part series, giving you a double dose of insight this week. In part one, episode 213, John shared how he learned the least helpful way to handle a crisis when working with employee assistance programs and his unique approach to address the root causes underneath crisis to turn a crisis moment into an opportunity. In part two, episode 214, John shared two frameworks and analogies to understand the underlying mechanisms that create crisis and how to prevent a crisis from becoming a catastrophe in your business. If you haven't yet, go back and listen to episodes 213 and 214 to learn from an entrepreneur leader, and expert with over 30 years of experience helping individuals and organizations handle all forms of crisis and change by defining their new norm and thriving. Following our conversation on the root causes of crisis and how critical the response of leadership and organizations is during a crisis and afterward, I'm talking about how to flip a crisis moment into a transformative one. And of course, you'll hear some research and some tangible tactical takeaways as well. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching and Consulting. If you lead a seven-plus-figure business and want to reach the next level for yourself and your business, if you have passions, goals, and dreams, and want to continue to strive as a team, a leader, and a visionary without risking burnout, if you have overcome challenges, developed wisdom, and know that adapting is not just for surviving, 
but a core part of thriving, then adaptability coaching is for you. With psychology and neuroscience-backed tools, the 3D adaptation framework can show you how to tap into and harness the way our brains are uniquely designed for adaptation. You can learn to harness and leverage adaptability tools and frameworks to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to hone yourself further, to proactively adapt, to thrive, instead of reactively adapting, just to survive. To learn more, go to dryishai.com coaching. And now without further ado, let's dive into how to transform a crisis into empowering change. A pandemic practically eliminates foot traffic into brick and mortar stores for over a year and a half. House prices in the tri-state area skyrocket, doubling and tripling in under a year, while rent prices in New York City fall by up to 50%. Thousands of people band together to purchase a stock predicted by investors to fall costing investing firms millions, if not billions of dollars. Unsustainable practices in shipping and trucking industries cause massive supply chain issues. An unexpected outbreak of a previously obscure bacterial infection causes a baby formula shortage. We have no shortage of crises, but we seem to have a shortage of transformational change, especially in the face of crisis. Why is that? And how can we do better? Today, I'm diving deeper into crisis and change, following the conversation that John Robertson and I shared this week. And I wanted to start with a couple of analogies that John and I discussed. John talked about what he calls the hot water principle, like a tea bag. He thinks that people and organizations, when they're put into hot water, what's inside always comes out. And one of the things that he emphasized in our conversation is that it's important to define what you want to have leak out when you're in hot water. In other words, part of what John was communicating is that a crisis is not just caused by the event. The event brings out what's inside the person and the organization. The crisis may be accumulation of repeated situations and responses, things that are inside A second analogy we talked about is the tire analogy. It's the worn down tire whose treads have been completely worn down or the overfilled tire that is so full of air that will burst most quickly or easily even when there's a small obstruction or pothole. And the third is what happens in an organization when there's a yellow light. Is there a push to slam on the gas or the brakes? What about leadership and their people? Are they aligned? Or is one of them in front, one of them behind, and one slamming the gas and the other one slamming the brakes? All those analogies alluded to a similar and a converging concept. Sometimes it's a small pebble. Sometimes it's a landslide. Regardless, an event can expose vulnerabilities, perhaps ones that were already in operation and in motion and sometimes at great cost. It's important to understand that in the moment of crisis, people and organizations can get stuck, lost, or consumed by the chaos. Which is why I wanted to talk about research 
on when we struggle with those moments on a very human level. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about research on trauma and specifically post-traumatic growth. Trauma is often defined as an adversity experience that shakes a person's assumptive world. In simple terms, it shakes up or shatters what they used to believe, assume, or expect. And there are two parts to trauma. One is the event or the events, and the second is the response or the responses. What goes on externally and what goes on internally, which can have a profound impact and give rise to a lot of difficult thoughts, feelings, and physical, physiological reactions in our body. Because of that, memories of the event can play on loop or unexpectedly show up and intrude, sometimes when least expected. A person's emotional system can go haywire, jumping up or shutting down suddenly, which in psychology we call dysregulation. According to Professor Sally Maitlis, a professor of organizational behavior and leadership at the Sade Business School at Oxford, one model for turning the process of trauma into growth is about helping along the process of what she calls sense-making. Trauma is a form of adversity that tips a person's inner world upside down, and in order to facilitate and accelerate into a growth process, Professor Maitlis's research focuses in on trauma, emotion, compassion, and post-traumatic growth. The key to growing after trauma is the back-and-forth process of emotional dysregulation and sense-making. In other words, after a crisis shakes up our beliefs, expectations, or assumptions about the world or ourselves, there's a back-and-forth between our emotion system that's going haywire and our sense-making brains that's working overtime to try and rewrite our view of the world so we can feel grounded again. As an example, imagine someone puts you in a human gyroscope blindfolded, spins you around, flipping you over and over, and simultaneously twisting and spinning you right, left, and every direction. It can be really jarring and even unnerving. As soon as the blindfold comes off and your feet hit solid ground, perhaps even before then, your brain and body are going to be working overtime to make sense of yourself and the world again. Before you're able to do that, though, you're still feeling like you're spinning, and the world seems to be twisting, flipping, and spinning too, even when you're not anymore. Fortunately, most people are able to get grounded and back to normal within a minute or two. But what if the world still looked topsy-turvy? That's often what it's like inside a person who's experiencing and trying to get a grip of themselves in the world during and after trauma. So the brain and body continue to try to make sense and can even throw itself off balance because the ground doesn't yet feel solid. When a trauma event happens, it's the ground underneath us, beneath our feet, that's twisted and turning. The beliefs, assumptions, and worldview that have been the foundation on which we interact with and perceive and make sense of the world have suddenly started flipping, twisting, and turning. According to Professor Maitlis, relationships hold a key role in the process of rewriting ourselves and our view of the world. Support from personal relationships can help to steady our emotions, while support in the workplace can also do that and can help lighten the stress of everyday work 
and give us a soft landing with breathing room to make sense of what's going on. While trauma and crisis aren't always the same, they might have some similarities that we can draw from. A crisis constitutes a shakeup for a person or an organization in what they'd expected of themselves or the world around them. What used to work is not working. Something really problematic caused a massive issue in that person's life or for the organization. And a key aspect of navigating that shakeup and turning it into transformative change is how the process of being shaken up and making sense of everything unfolds. According to research, moving through adversity and into growth often requires a shift in identity, in the story that we tell to ourselves and about ourselves. The old story about ourselves or the world has been shaken, even broken. The way forward is to create a new one, which is why it can be so unhelpful to ignore or treat the event and people as though nothing happened whatsoever. Consider yourself or your organization as a sculpture, one that was carefully crafted and honed, perhaps over the course of years or longer. The crisis event is like a burning hot furnace that melts your treasured sculpture. The difference between catastrophe and growth may be whether the crisis moment is ignored and the statue is left to melt versus being viewed as a crucible harnessed as an opportunity to forge the sculpture anew. It can take a lot of intention, a lot of energy, and a lot of focus. The new sculpture will take a ton of elbow grease and may still need to be chiseled, honed, and polished for weeks, months, and years to come, which is where leadership and organizational culture step in. Drawing from the research of Professor Maitlis, the question becomes whether leaders and peers distance, separate, point, and blame each other, or lean in, join in, jump in, and support in the reforging process. The key tools often include shared values and vision, connection and caring, holding and pulling each other up. That can look like openness, listening, compassion, focusing on working together, and lending a hand wherever possible. Some red flags to watch out for include turning against each other and attributing problems to people or external factors, which can look like finger-pointing, blaming, criticizing, judging, ignoring each other, justifying, or defensiveness. So what can you do when a crisis comes along to foster transformational growth? Slow down and be patient when the waters get choppy and turbulent times flip, turn, and spin you or your organization around. Recognize the need to get grounded and shift into reforging and co-creating a new identity. Choose to lean in, pull together, and be open to a process of shaping and honing a new sense, a new narrative, and a new identity. It's companies that are able to do this, that have navigated the many crises that have come and gone, and some perhaps that are still here today. And on that note, I'll see you next week.
Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results.